Hey there, welcome to the Lead Bold Podcast, a place where we engage in incredible conversations with amazing leaders in ministry and ministry partners as we encourage and challenge one another to live fully into what God is calling us to be. For each episode here on the Lead Bold Podcast, we focus in on what we call the three W's when it comes to talking to our guests. The first W is a word, something that has been given to them or been put on their heart by God about working in ministry. Two is a warning, something that they have learned from, can share insight for, or can even kind of open up vulnerability about failures and places where they have room to grow. And lastly, wow, a time in their ministry and in their walk with Jesus where they have been blown away by what God has done and what he has taught them. Let's jump into our episode for today. Well, listeners, you're really going to love this episode with Dr. Sanja Stinson. She is an author, a visionary entrepreneur, and a nonprofit CEO. Her passion is to assist individuals in moving their vision from napkin to action, from action to reality, from reality to success, and from success to purpose. And then from there, from purpose to creating a legacy for future generations. She's the founding CEO of Matthew House, which is a nonprofit organization that works alongside um, both men, women, and families experiencing or at risk of becoming homeless. It's one of the largest daytime supportive services centers in Chicago. Today, Matthew House has over 75 scattered site housing uh, locations, a computer learning center, employment center, entire case management staff, two meals, hot showers, and so much, much more. The nonprofit organization is celebrating 30 years of providing supportive services to the homeless, and we encourage you to check it out. In this episode, Erin and I got to soak in a ton of wisdom from our guest, Dr. Sanja Stinson. She just has this really unique ability to speak life into leaders. And she talks about how she makes faith the thread that ties together all the various dreams and ministries and pursuits that she's got going on. And she gives some really helpful insight about what to do when you're the one who's juggling all the things. I think we can all relate to that. You're gonna be inspired, you're gonna be energized as you listen. So here's our conversation with Dr. Sanja. Well, a big hello to our Lead Bold community. Um, Aaron Hanley and I are back with another episode that I, even though we haven't done it yet, I'm sure you're gonna love it. So, hey, Aaron, how are you today? <laughs> I have so much great, confidence and I can't and guest. <laughs> I know, so do I. I can't agree more. I was gonna say we just started recording, but even our little conversation before we jumped in. I'm like pumped to speak with uh, with Dr. Sanja today. Yeah, we are um, super lucky uh, to be getting to know her today. Welcome, Dr. Sanja Stinson. We're so glad you're here with us. Well, I am so glad to finally, after maybe a year, that we've been just emailing and texting to finally be with you, Lead Bold. Uh, I love this organization. I just love it. So thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Absolutely. You know, it's one of the things we kind of talk about this a little bit that, you know, after COVID or during COVID, we all figured out how to become friends on the computer. And so I know that someday, hopefully soon, when we do get to meet in person, we'll just pick right back up from this and feel like, oh, we've been friends for years. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I but know COVID, we've got some stuff. Oh, go ahead. COVID really gave us um, new avenues of being able to connect and, and continue to do God's work. So, Absolutely. We're going to jump into our questions in a minute, but... I want to just throw this super broad question out to you because you're one of those leaders that 
when I look at your website or I, I see you on social media, I'm, I'm like a little intimidated by all, all the things that you do. And, you know, the big sort of umbrella word that I'm, I'm guessing has probably been part of your life for a real long time as you've navigated your call and your ministry is this word entrepreneur. <laughs> so I just want to ask you as we get started, because I think so many in our community, they're carving their own path, right? So I guess I just want to say like, what, how do you see yourself as an entrepreneur and what does that mean for you when it comes to your calling? Can you just like, that's just a simple question to start us off. Go <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> easy, easy. Well, I, I'm going to say that um, in each season of my life, it has always been a faith walk. And so entrepreneurial comes from my family and the legacy that I have through my family that we've only known entrepreneur. And I quote this often that my father often says that do not get a job, but make jobs. And my father was, is an ordained deacon. He's 97 years old, but he also inst always instilled faith and community within us. And so I define that as duality. It was a new word that I just picked up really this week. Um, hadn't really defined it in that way where my entrepreneurial journey has allowed me to integrate my faith walk with my passion to help the community, to help women walk into their purpose, to be visible within um, communities that need, and to be a 30-year founding CEO of a nonprofit, which they said that it would not live five years and is now 31 years old, helping individuals who are homeless. So it the, the entrepreneurial side of me um, is always connected to the faith side of me. I love that. And you just segued so nicely. I don't even have to do any work to get into our first question because you shared with us when we said, hey, what is a word? You you shared with us in advance of our recording that it was duality. And um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, it, it really resonates um, because I think so many in our community, we are sort of stewarding all these different sides of ourselves. And what I hear you saying is that you have either worked really hard or it just comes naturally, or it's just because like you said, you learned it from your family. Um, you have been able to integrate things that other people have trouble coalescing together. So talk to us a little bit more about how you do that and kind of what that looks like as you navigate these different seasons. I am a senior pastor. I'm apostolic. I am a founding CEO. I'm a mother. I am a grandmother. I am a community activist. I am an author. I am a lover who loves to help women. But all of that integrates with my faith. Every particle of that happens through my faith walk. I could never do it without walking by faith. Because I tell anyone that wants to do whatever, there are ups and there are downs and there's struggle. And you have to be able to go back to that word that helps you. And it says we walk by faith and not by sight. 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You can integrate that into any part of your life. Um, heard this, and you know, when when Jesus set the 12 Dow, they were when we look at entrepreneurs, they were tax collectors, they were doctors, they were they were lawyers, but they were also Jesus disciples who were in training um, to be, be the best that they are. And I think that I think the church sometimes has limited us that we cannot walk by faith in the marketplace. Hmm. Yeah. That is so good. See, Erin, I told you, she listed all those things. Weren't you like, what? I'm so lazy. I know. <laughs> I, 100%. But I, I'm super inspired by that. And um, I know that many of the women who, who listen to this podcast and are part of the Lead Bold community at large, I'm sure they sense this, this pull against, like, how can I be both things? How can I be involved and excited and be an entrepreneur and still um, like not hold, you know, hold to my faith, not have pride about these things and find that we, we, we love, hate the word balance on this podcast, but find the balance. And I'm so curious for you, Dr. Sanja, like, what are some of those ways that you, in this journey that you've been on for some serious tenured time, what are some of the ways that you have like applicationally, like stepped into finding the balance between those things, between being an entrepreneur and being a follower of Jesus? I find the balance, um, and often I'm often asked that question. Um, so when I leave my nonprofit, I leave my nonprofit. I leave it there, okay? When I'm in my church uh, as as pastor marriages, I'm pastor marriages there. And so uh, I, I when I'm advocating for funding or in Springfield while I live in Chicago, then I'm there. But it, it, I, I can't, I, and I don't know if I would say it's a gift, but I can leave it there, but still be advocating for what it needs, what it needs at that time. So I think that I would give any person that might be struggling how to enwove it, as I call it, their faith life with their entrepreneur pool, that you have to learn to, to balance it. So you can't be in service and worshiping and saying, oh, maybe I need to be at, at the nonprofit. You, you, you have to, it's a mindset. And I, I think I've mastered that mindset, you know, um, in spite of all the struggles that nonprofits have with the up and down funding. When I come home, my word is, have I given anything today? It's a song. Have I helped some needed soul? on the way, just to know that I've done my best as I go to take my rest. That is one of my songs that I love because I know if I've given my best in the 24 hours that I have, then God has to do the rest. That's so good. I have so many questions and things I want to dig into, but you said it was a song, but you didn't sing it, Sanja. So it's not gonna not that's not gonna happen i'll sing it to you personally okay that's not one of your many hats and talents okay I was say, you're not also a worship pastor okay <laughs> she's like also i'm a recording artist okay um no i was gonna say i what i love about that is you know it really brings this sense of focus that is also, I guess maybe like, I guess I'd say like a dynamic focus, like it's not a stagnant focus, but you're focusing on where you are present at the time. And mm -hmm. I think about 
so many of the women in our Lead Bold community who, oh man, it's all the things and it's shifting from one to the next so fast. And in some ways, I think a lot of us feel like, oh, I'm spreading myself so thin. I'm not doing any one thing well. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say to that woman who is kind of spinning all the plates, as we say, and trying to stay focused and really feels like these are the right plates to be spinning? Uh, what does that look like for her to have discernment, I guess, about about knowing, I guess, knowing if it is the right plates and how do you kind of keep the focus as you jump from thing to thing? Well, I, I would say that be a disruptor, be willing to disrupt the status quo, be willing to do those things that your heart's desire, understanding that time is never on our time, uh, never on our side, and that we have to do what God has given us to do. Listen, the Bible is very clear. He says, I give you gifts. He said, not one gift, but the gift is fruit, is full. And so if God has given you these gifts, he expects you to use them. And you will find that many people will not understand. So you have to be the disruptor in your life in order to move forward and use the gifts or have them to go to the grave, which is the richest place in America, because we do question, can I be a grandmother and can I stand, can I be an author? Yes, you can. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. It is balancing. And you also have to remember this self-care. I have a regiment of self-care. People say, well, you work all the time. No, I don't. You believe that I work all the time, but I have a team. And I, I know how when my body says you need to rest, take it from me, ladies. I rest. That's good. That's so good. I know we got to move yeah. on, but I just have one more question. You do, you do kind of describe yourself as a disruptor. Can you just tell us, like, what has that looked like for you in your journey to be a disruptor? Well, my journey, you know, again, as I said, I've been able to integrate my passions with my faith in every part of my life. It, it, my faith is crucial to me to hold on to my faith. And so when I say a disruptor, I do it afraid. I do it and I do it even when I fear. Oftentimes mm -hmm. I do it and a lot of times I've done the research, but I may not have all the mechanisms in place. So when you are a disruptor, you can be disrupt, but make sure at the end of it that there is a product that shows that you have disrupted the status quo. And so uh, I, I describe myself as a disruptor that I've been able to walk into a community um, such as we're in Chicago, Bronzeville, when they told us that we were busing the homeless um, from O'Hara and these were ministers, ordained ministers. Of course, they were men. I love my men. And I literally said, okay, would you take a journey with me to the bus stop, which was about a half a block away? And I said, let us sit there and pray. And let us watch the bus go by. I said, let's watch a little while. I said, so the bus has passed about three times. I said, do you see that woman sitting there? Why do you think she has not gotten on the bus? I said, do you think it's because she doesn't have the there? No, she's homeless. That is her place. That is her shelter. That is her safe. So I think that I call myself, I'm unafraid to attack what others will say. Let's just leave it. Let sleeping dogs lie. Wow. Wow. 
powerful. Well, I, I don't sometimes. have any words. So I'm just like, yes. Sorry, Erin, go. <laughs> no, I was going to say I was shook by that just because I think, I think there's such a difference between being, like you said, a disruptor with intent for the kingdom versus sometimes I think we fall into like being contrarian for the sake of being contrarian versus looking for that return on the investment of that risk, of that fear, of that call to accountability. Why are we disrupting? Is it the intent that the kingdom is served by that action versus uh, an intent to simply kind of be self-served for being a risk taker? I think that's the really powerful. kingdom suffers violence. We must take it by storm by using every gift that God has given us in the time that we have on this earth. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for that. Do we need to say anything story. else for this episode? Yeah, I know. We're like, okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> pause. So pause this episode if you're listening and just take a day to absorb that and then come back and, and finish. Um, so let's, and, it, and all of it ties together, of course. So as we go to our kind of second thing we talk about is just this, this warning. Like if you could give a gentle warning to somebody, um, you know, a woman who is in ministry or even go back to your, you know, your, your 20 year old self or something and, and give that warning, what would you say to her? What I would say is, you know, if I was my 20 year old self and, and, and my, my mature self now, okay, I would say, don't quit. Don't get sidetracked. Don't sit on the sidelines. Don't expect everyone to um, see the vision or see the dreams that God has given you. Um, I believe that I know that had I not had I not um, listened to other voices, I might be a little bit further than I am. I'm writing this book on imposter syndrome. Although it's a 1970 new phrase, I think that many women today, especially the entrepreneur and women in the church, we have allowed um, the voices to say you are not enough to be a multidimensional person with an entrepreneur and you cannot worship God at the same time. And so if I was to tell my 20 year old self is not to listen to some of those voices that did sort of stop me, but it um, didn't hinder me from moving forward. But it, it might have uh, derailed a little bit had I not busted up to be empower myself and be impactful. So I would say don't quit. Um, and, and then, you know, with Lee Bold, I go to Joseph. Um, there are often times where we get excited. I know I did it my 20-year-old self. And I want to share with everybody. And I want everybody to be excited for me. Right. But I find that even now in my mature age, they aren't. So there's some things that God tells us that the individuals around you are not ready to hear. Wait to that time where God has telling you, told you to release it. It's so wise to think about who are the voices that we are letting influence us. What, what would you say about how do we have wisdom with, you know, those really important voices that also maybe give us some caution or have a perspective that we need to hear that can shape our dream and the ones who are just trying to kind of stomp it out or just don't understand it? How do you discern those voices? Well, I, I would discern, first of all, know the voice of God. Because if God has given you a vision or a dream, he's already made provision. 
those provisions does not include just financial, but he's also giving you provisions for the individuals that you're going to be able to connect to and that will understand your dreams. So we think provisions as dollars, but when God gives you something, the provisions are already made and he will point you to those individuals or that individuals where you can share what God has given you and they can help you move the vision along. But I, I will say that you cannot, like Joseph, get so excited in Genesis that you share with everyone and they begin to discourage you and ask you, well, why would you want to do that? Those are the individuals that you really don't want to share what God has given to you. Be sure that God has given to you. Be sure, be able to pinpoint it. Every vision and every dream that God has given me, I can pinpoint it to the day that he wakes me up at three or four o'clock in the morning because he talks to me that way. He doesn't talk to me. Now I can hear his voice and I can have my pen and paper and write it down and be able to legibly read it because God has given it to me. But I cannot even share it. Even, let me caution women, even with your families. We want our family support. And I will tell you, at every interval of my life and at every season, I did not have complete family support. It was not that they did not love me, but it was not that God had given it to them and they could not mm -hmm. see the vision yet. Yeah, it's that is a really tough place to be so often. Um, I know I talk to women who kind of in varying degrees have such support from their families and others or from their partner or whatever, but in others, it's sort of like fighting this uphill battle. And it really goes back to what you were saying about, you know, don't quit. And, you know, even if it's just a little tiny step that you can take, that is a step that God in his abundance can turn into certainly a big enough step that mm -hmm. that is needed for for his what he wants to accomplish in mm -hmm. you so just to those of you listening right now and you're kind of holding that that dream and you're stewarding that dream and it's such a beautiful beautiful gift and yeah don't let go of that and you know i think a lot of people too have the story of that dream when they first got it it wasn't, it was like a little seed, you know, and it wasn't yet time. And maybe it, it did take one year, five years, 10 years, whatever, to kind of see the fruit from that. Mm -hmm. And yet they nurtured it all along the way, you know? Yeah. It is always a seed and the seed has to be nurtured. It's not going to happen overnight. Where I am today, it didn't happen overnight. Where God has, is taking me now, it doesn't happen overnight. He's shifting me. Um, and I, and we have to take, you know, the seed you have to know. So a seed has to first die in the ground and then root up. So you have to really realize that God planted the seed in you. He also will give you the timing. But when he gives you yeah. the timing, even when others can't see it, you shouldn't quit. It will come to pass. I believe it. Especially when you keep faith in front of you. Mm -hmm. especially when you keep God first. When you can really see the vision and know that that vision is given to you by faith and you can keep God first, God has to come first. And he comes first in my life. Many will probably look and say, I don't understand. He comes first in my life. 
I'm yeah, so encouraged great. by that. <laughs> I think a lot of the folks, hey, for those of you who are going to be listening to this episode, rest assured that if you're discerning what voices you need to be listening to, that even the voice of Dr. Sanja could, could be inspiring you. It's a, the best part about having a community like Lead Bold is we have folks who maybe are in the early stages where the seed has just been planted. And to hear from you and the legacy and tenure of your service and of your your, in, um, your organization, as well as your personal spiritual ministry, is a testament to God's faithfulness, right? You you can see, I'm sure, Dr. Sanja, all the notches in your timeline. And this is a huge encouragement to those listening who are maybe, it, the seed has just been planted, but they're hearing from someone who, who has recognized the time to nurture and what God can do in that space. And let me give you just a little example. About two or three years ago, I left pastoral auxiliary ministry, but I'm still the overseer and apostolic leader of the church. And I attend every day. I put a young man in there. I got so much backlash because you say, well, you started the church. That's your vision and you have built it. And now you're ready to walk away. I said, I didn't say I was walking away. I said, but God has something else for me to do. And I know that there's more. My best is yet in front of me. I said, I'm not leaving the church. I'm going to be there every day to encourage the young man and the young family. But I have to stop sharing it because I have people, I'm not going to ever give up my church. I said, it isn't your church. It is mm -hmm. God's church. So yeah, that's it's the, a really, mm -hmm. that that's such a, an example of, Again, just that discernment of knowing where in the process are you? When is it time to shift? And what does that look like? And how, and, and again, going back to what you said, it is all going back to faith. Like, am I going to believe that God's got this, that mm -hmm. it's not, it, it isn't, it was never me that was doing it in the first place. You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? That's, that's so good. So good. Uh, let me let me jump to our last uh, word, our last W, which is wow. And we've already we've we've already been wowed. We'll just say that. <laughs> but like for you, Sanja, like where where have you just stopped in your tracks and been like, wow, that just happened, or God just did that, or you just got to witness that beautiful, beautiful thing, that fruit that comes only because of faith. Like, what does that look like for you? Well, my wall is when I stepped into being um, an author and then bringing other women along and declaring that they would be best-selling authors. So over two years ago now, I have assisted 30 women in two volumes of my book. And then second, third volume is coming out. I was already an author, had written two solo books had written a, another um, sort of collaboration anthology. But let me be real, both of them failed. They did not fail. Okay. I could have stopped there. I could have said, I'm not gonna write another book. I had ordered all these copies of my first book and I had did all of that and I didn't, they wouldn't sell. And so, that was maybe five years ago, maybe you know, four or five years ago, but I didn't stop. I got a coach and I said, I know that my one of my next passion is to be an author, but I don't want to just be an author for me. I want to bring other women along. Mm -hmm. So my biggest wow 
right now is that you've got to believe that there's more and that your best is right in front of you and that you still have so much to do and so many individuals to influence and you cannot stop when failure happens. I fail many times. Let me be clear. There are many businesses that I tried that I have failed at. And yes, I got discouraged. Yes, I sat and I moped for a while. But then I got up and I dust myself out, click my heels, head up, held my head up and said, girl, you can do this. Get up and don't slope. So my biggest wow is that even when failure happens, success is on the other side of failure. Mm. That's so refreshing to hear that because so many times that failure is so, it marks us, you know, and it makes us really shy to move forward again or to trust again, or, you know, we just question like, is this really what God is wanting me to do? And, you know, you talking about getting a coach and wanting to bring people with you, that's such a beautiful picture of you know, somebody mentoring someone and kind of giving what their gifts are and then you reaching back to to those that you can bring along with you. And that's a really beautiful picture of just what it is to be in community, what it is to be women, supporting women, what it is to be leaders who are generous with with our gifts and with the advantages and the platforms that we've been given. So yeah, I, I do, I do snaps to that. Wow. I'll give some snaps. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard, uh, if I can tell I've everyone that I, how many times I've failed a business, you would be surprised. You would be surprised, but I didn't keep going. I've had one, maybe two corporate jobs in my entire life. Wow. I kept going. Okay. I kept going. So I've been an entrepreneur, self-employed business owner, whatever we want to classify it for most of my life. But in this life that I'm in now, the mature life, the grandmama life, because I'm a grandmother, I'm a great grandmother, I wow. failed. But today I'm on the other side of my failure and I'm not quitting. Awesome. I was gonna say, I've heard this phrase that says like, some women get hysterical, but women of God get historical. Where <laughs> when we look at, what might be ahead and where, and if we failed, we're not quite sure what's next and how to remedy to look back and see like at every stage, how faithful God was and how he showed up mm -hmm. and how he surprised you more abundantly than you could have asked or imagined. Mm -hmm. And he's carried you to the next thing. And that mindset is, is really powerful. Um, a sense of um, being able to look ahead and say, you know, tomorrow God's mercies are new and we will try again. And I think that is, for women in ministry, sometimes, depending on where you're at, for those listening, every day might feel like a battle. <laughs> every day might mm -hmm. feel like a failure. Um, but don't quit. I love I love the warning. Don't quit. There's so much that God has to do through women um, for his kingdom. And I think that that's a powerful place to be. What's mm -hmm. next and what's ahead of me? Yes. Yeah. We're yes. in our next chapter right now. And I love the scripture that says, new mercies, I see. I look at new mercies every morning. Okay, God, today is a new day. Some new mercies. Whatever I got to face, mercy is going to go before me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning of like, you you know, at the end of the day, the end of 24 hours, you can 
you can say, God, I, I brought everything I have. And I mean, let's be honest, even on the days when, when you fail at bringing everything you have, it's, <laughs> you're still enfolded into the loving arms of God who says, mm -hmm. you don't have to perform for me. And also mm -hmm. I will empower your gifts. You know, when you, when you lean into that and, uh, yeah, that is, um, and then a fresh start the next day. It's so good, so good. I I think the only thing left is really that uh, Aaron and I have kind of this running joke on the podcast. Aaron, you want to tell her what we do? Sure. So now this is kind of complicated, uh, Dr. Sanja, because you are already an accomplished author, but we jokingly, uh, we try to listen to what you share with us in the episode and come up with like a title for a book that then you have to write. Like, we'll do the title, but then you have to write it. Um, your next book. Maybe we'll say it's your next book since you are a very accomplished author already. But um, <laughs> Andrea, what stood out to you uh, um, for this okay. title? Yes, I I was so engaged in what we were talking about. I only jotted down a couple things. So you said this word, Sanja, that you, if I understood you right, you said the word enwoven. And I just love that because it was like, all these pieces woven together um and and it just reminds me of the uniqueness of each of us so i don't know i just wrote that word down and then my other one i wrote that i think your your autobiography book title should be called disrupting in all the right ways what did you what did you put down aaron i'm gonna write that i was gonna down. say my <laughs> One of my, uh, one of mine was close to yours, which was basically, I was going to say the title could be like disruptors don't sit on the sidelines. Yes. Um, I love that when you're like, Get, don't stay on the sidelines, don't quit. But in woven is also so such a powerful visual, I think too. There's some, there's too many great options, Dr. Sanjay. You got to write a couple. Yeah. Couple books. Well, yeah, there you go. Couple books. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we just pick one of them and it, we at least title the podcast episode that title. So it will be out there in the world. <laughs> in some way or another. All right. Well, I am um, eager and anticipating that we will get to hear much more from Dr. Sanja and just eager to continue in this community together. Before we go, is there any just last words or something that you wanted to say that you didn't get to or just a closing thought that you want to share with our listeners? I want to say to our listeners, and I know that many uh, women and men, um, as my coach says, your best is right in front of you. Um, you can't quit right now that your next is on the other side of your success. And so don't quit in spite of the discouragement. Keep the faith and make every part of your life a faith walk and God will show up and show out. Well, I can't end things any better than that. So listeners, <laughs> soak all this in, uh, be blessed, be anticipating all that God has for you. Thanks for being with us today. Appreciate you guys here. Well, we hope you all really enjoyed that amazing conversation with Dr. Sanja. We encourage you, if you're interested in what the Matthew House is doing, to check out their website, to engage and support that amazing ministry if that's where your heart is leading you. We'd love to tell you also about some incredible opportunities within our Be Bold community. They're happening in the month of March. You can find those on our Instagram, at Leading Bold, or you can even see details about that on our website, leadingbold.org. 
Um, on March 11th and you're in the Bay Area, there's an in-person opportunity uh, to serve with projectpeaceeastbay.org. You can check it out there. Um, March 17th or 18th in over, uh, over in Chicagoland, there's an in-person event called Soul Refreshment, which is being run by mylifeissacred.com. Encourage you to lean into that. And March 15th and 16th, there's an amazing virtual conference for people anywhere uh, who are female church leaders at sheleadschurch.com. We'd love to encourage you to lean into these events, to keep learning, keep challenging yourself, keep seeking the will of God, and as always, to keep leading bold. We'll see you next time.